0: Have you ever thought you were being watched by something impossible to see? Maybe you've been the one watching and witnessing things you shouldn't be. You may even be actively avoiding the paranormal and spooky, yet it still finds you. Join me as I regale my guests with unimaginable horrors of unknowable evil. You're right on time for The Goblin Hour. Welcome to The Goblin Hour. It's me, Ben, your host, I'm doing my thing. I'm grinding and getting it. My guest today is a good friend of mine. Uh, his name's Ethan. No last name because we don't dox on this show. Ethan, go ahead. Take it away.
1: <laughs> uh, hi, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Woo. All right. Great. Hi, I'm Ethan. I'm uh, Benjamin's friend, and I'm going to be uh, his guest for this podcast. I'm ready to be spooked and scared by some goblins. I'm prepared for the horror stories.
0: So what is your experience with scary stories and scary ghouls? Have you ever fought any of these creatures we might encounter on the goblin? Uh, hour?
1: Actually, uh, when I started in the documentary "A Goblin last year, I actually did fight a real-life goblin. In, wow. In, in, yeah, I was... a. Uh, alongside a man trying to rob my house, we both jumped the goblin and defeated it. That's great.
0: That's a great plug and Mm -hmm. a great segue. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to check out my short film, Goblin, starring Ethan, you can do that by just searching Goblin Theatrical Cut on YouTube. For some reason, when you search it, there are a lot of, like, K-drama edits that come up. I don't know why, but... (laughs) I'm up there, I stand on the shoulders of giants, I'm up there with the greats, so. Well,
1: with, what's a K-drama edit?
0: It, a K-drama is like, it, so it's a Korean drama. Oh, okay. It's like.
1: Like a Korean soap opera, basically? Yeah, it's sort okay. of like
0: that, I think. I don't really know. Are there a lot I of just,
1: goblin-themed Korean soap operas? Yeah, I don't
0: know, that's what's weird. I said goblin, and it's like, <laughs> here they are, two cute Korean people falling in love. It's like, okay.
1: Like, wow, this is like way better than anything I could ever create. Yeah, it's
0: really, whatever, we gotta start. <laughs> okay, All right, okay. so, to start, um. I wanted to lead with a brilliant little news story here that I found. Okay. I think it's a great cinematic way to get into this, storytelling-wise. Monsters in the Mountains of Southeast Oklahoma. Oh, dang. It's on the home front. And this is an old article. from 2015. I've just uh, repurposed it because I think it would be okay. great here.
1: What's the article from?
0: Uh, let me check. It, I have it on the back here. No, I have it on the front here. Oh yeah, uh, kfor.com. How oh, sweet. So, Hanobia, Oklahoma. Oklahoma is home to all kinds of creatures from armadillos to black bears. But folks here in southeast Oklahoma will tell you there's another creature roaming these mountains. If you're gathering around the campfire, needing some nightmare fodder, look no further than Did I print this wrong? Where the where the text go? <laughs>
1: Wait, I'm going to make a guess on what I think this monster is. Okay. Is it the Wendigo? No. No. Is it, oh, God, I remember southeast Oklahoma. I've I've heard of, like, some, like, superstitious creature that supposedly lives down there, but I can't remember the name.
0: Oh, you'll remember it here in a minute. okay. We're just skipping to this next part. For every one sighting, there will be three never told because they don't want to be seen as crazy, Troy Hudson said. Folks travel to this isolated corner of the state every first week in October for the annual Bigfoot Festival. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> Beverly Alms and her family That's traveled cliche. here. <laughs> Beverly Alms and her family traveled here from Illinois. Skeptics at first, but three days in the wilderness, and they are believers. I'm completely convinced that they are here, and who knows what else, Alms said. Our first night up in the woods, they were all over the place. Troy Hudson takes Wait, tourists. Wait, there are Bigfoots
1: all over the place? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's a real problem. <laughs> yeah, this is the infestation of Bigfoots. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: That's what Troy Hudson helps deal with. He takes tourists on Sasquatch expeditions. Oh, the things he's seen lurking in the woods. They don't all look the same. They don't all look like a tall, hairy creature, Hudson said. One was right around 14 feet, which is abnormally large. The average is 8 to 9 feet. This is an annual pilgrimage for Farland Huff. This year, he claims to have had a close encounter with the elusive giant. They've got blurry photos and footprints to substantiate the tales. Arnie Carnes runs the Christian camp here and said he's still not convinced. They have a story or know someone who has a story, and I'm all for it, he said. It's just that I need to see it myself, a whole Bigfoot. Maybe have a conversation, baptize him, (laughs) then I'll be a believer.
1: Did you, wait, was that an actual quote? Did he say he wanted to baptize Bigfoot? Yeah, Big he foot? said he wanted
0: to baptize Bigfoot. Okay, okay. It's crazy because this festival also takes place in early October, so maybe if I would planned this out a little bit yeah, better, we, we could like go down. and yeah. like, hey, guys, do you help us, can we kill one with you? Can we go no, hunt That would Bigfoot? be an awesome addition to this podcast. Yeah, I think it would have been great. But you know what? What can you do? Yeah. Um,
1: maybe we could still do it. When's the, when's the podcast due? Tomorrow.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you really waited the <laughs> yeah, last minute yeah. here? All right. <laughs> oh, shit. I just dated it. Oh, and then I also said the bad S word. Whatever. Oh. Do, try not to curse, also. Okay, I, don't okay. was, I don't think he's going to be mad, but, like, okay, you know.
1: It's, it's best not to.
0: This is something that families are supposed to sit down and listen to. Oh, okay. And it's, like, before bed, you put on Goblin Hour, and the kids, you know, hide under yeah, covers. Yeah, they, they
1: get all scared of Bigfoot. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, jolly, uh, if nothing else, folks leave here with some great stories and souvenirs. Jolly Windsor runs the store here and said, if big if it has a Bigfoot on it, people will buy it. When the sun goes down, you never know what'll come out of the hills of Southeast Oklahoma. Bigfoot exp- th- this part's just an ad, I'll read it oh, okay. Bigfoot Expeditions are already being booked for the spring of 2016. For more information, email HonobiaOaklachito at gmail.com.
1: So I wonder, like, how many of these people actually believe Bigfoot's there and how many of them are uh, have, you know, financial incentive yeah. to... they're like,
0: oh, Bigfoot's real. He's Bigfoot on this T-shirt I'm selling you. Go
1: on my $300 uh, expedition or whatever. Yeah, I
0: think Bigfoot <laughs> is real, as we just saw there. and <laughs> un- un- Undeniable proof. Next, I have some true expert opinions. So, first off, now we know this is about Bigfoot. You're going to be learning about Bigfoot. How do you feel? Are you excited? Um...
1: I was, I'm a little disappointed it wasn't a different monster, to be honest. There's a lot of, I've heard a lot about Bigfoot already. I was really hoping it was the Wendigo, but, you know.
0: We're going to prove Bigfoot real. We're
1: going to pr- prove Bigfoot real, okay. Yeah,
0: with these incredible things.
1: With this undeniable evidence. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be good. I mean, there should be a lot of evidence that the place is infested with him, like Just, that one guy said. Dude, trust they're me. They're everywhere. They're <laughs> everywhere. They're
0: a <are> pestilence <laughs> at this point. But what I, I found. think you'd have better
1: uh, video evidence if there were that many.
0: What I found is quite shocking. Oh, okay. So you may want to buckle down. Okay. Embrace yourself for this. I'm about to eat my words. You're about to eat your words. My let's sarcasm
1: is going to come back to bite me. Let's
0: just say when you close your eyes tonight you're going to be seeing Bigfoot's <laughs> face in your stupid eyelids. <laughs> all right, I'm scared. <laughs> so, a lot most all of these case files I've found were um, courtesy of bfro.org, I believe, maybe bfro.com.org,
1: it's an organization. So it's just like the Bigfoot
0: It's the Bigfoot Field Research Organization, I oh, believe. Okay, okay. So Class A evidence is considered to be something where it's like reasonably you can't find another explanation for. Class A evidence is like you find a Bigfoot footprint. That's okay. not a deer. That's not a bear. That's okay. Bigfoot.
1: Okay. Like if you found a Bigfoot fossil. That would be Class A. That would be Class A. Or if you a. literally captured a Bigfoot. If you captured yeah. a Bigfoot. That's Class S. They're rebranded. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> like
0: this one is like, yeah, I guess it could be misinterpreted. Uh-huh. You catch a Bigfoot, Bigfoot. dude. You are. You're the next messiah. You are so sick. The
1: Bigfoot uh, field research organization is going to give you a medal for that one. They're going to give you a medal for that one.
0: Class B is like, um, the reports are credi- credible, but nothing was really seen directly. Class They're, B? Yeah, Class okay. B is like, they didn't really see anything, but there's like sounds for example. Uh, okay, they they heard sounds. Like if they okay. heard Bigfoot's classic iconic So would
1: that guy what? saying that he's seen many bigfoots and they're everywhere be counted as class B evidence since it's just like his word of mouth. I don't
0: think it would be counted as evidence, period. Uh, okay, okay. Like he would need to be as like as here's you need the, a recording. Here's the okay. picture of this Bigfoot foot I saw. Okay, okay. Like, you know, he'd he need be... some evidence. This All is right. just his like it, it's admissible in it's, it's good in court, to hear that the uh, uh, big Bigfoot Field
1: Research Organization has, you know, good evidence. They're a real uh, keeping, organization, yeah.
0: But um, yeah, they're not considered less credible or less important. Mm-hmm. Uh, both types are deemed cre- credible enough by the BFRO to show to the public. Um, one of the best documented reports is a Class B from a Trinity from Trinity Cali- uh, Oh my goodness, from Trinity <laughs> County, California. It's a really credible witness who backpacked into a remote area that has a history of Sasquatch-related incidents. He said he described various occurrences around his camp at night that are strongly suspected to be Sasquatch-related. So I guess stories are Class B.
1: Okay, okay, stories are Class B, so.
0: Yeah, it's not Class A, but it's a Class B story. Mm-hmm.
1: I take back my compliment about their uh, methodology. No, for evidence, that yeah. works. Yeah, they, <laughs> if
0: you have a hiker who goes to the California mountains and says, I saw Bigfoot, they're like, yeah. oh, shit, Class B evidence. I,
1: I can make up a story about Bigfoot right now and view Class B evidence.
0: You just don't get it. This mm-hmm. is good evidence. Mm-hmm. But um, now we have Class C, which we don't have any of today. Oh, we don't have any Class C. We know yeah. Class C. <laughs> Maybe I should have print... gotten yep. one for you variety. You decided but...
1: to only take the cream of the crop here. <laughs> yeah, the cream <laughs> of the crop,
0: as it were. <laughs> but um, Class C is most second-hand reports, and any third-hand reports of stories with untraceable sources are considered Class C because of the high potential for inaccuracy. Those reports are kept in the archives, but are very rarely listed publicly in this database. The exceptions are for published or locally documented incident. That's really funny that they see Class C evidence. They're like, no, that's still evidence. Like, <laughs> you yeah. from somebody's grandma. It's like, <laughs> my, f- so, so my I- friend's cousin saw a Bigfoot. Once that <laughs> that's evidence. Okay,
1: it. so this that Class C is like, I've heard that somebody else heard that someone saw a Bigfoot. Yeah. Basically, okay.
0: I love the fact that that's, it's nice that they don't put it to the public. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, yeah, that is incredibly unreliable. Yeah. But they're just like, yeah, it's probably not real. They're not like, no, it's, it, we can't trust this at all. They're just like, it, yeah, maybe. Ma- maybe. maybe. Could, could be Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyway, that's that brilliant one. So and,
1: and are we talking about class A evidence for this story? or? Are, off, are you going over multiple pieces? We multiple have, pieces of evidence.
0: We have six Pieces of oh, evidence Oh, okay, here. so you
1: brought, like, a whole, like, court case here to prove Bigfoot.
0: Yeah, I've got my files. I've got it, and I'm about to be uh, putting these uh, to the, into the court, Your this Honor. Is your, op- your opening <laughs> statements right now. This is my <laughs> opening statement, yeah. <laughs> your Honor, you see? I believe my case will totally and without a doubt prove well, you know, that Bigfoot is real. <laughs> it's like, what kind of what insane case? <laughs> It's like, I'll who's on jury. trial? I'll be the jury
1: for
0: this one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, this first one, let me see. I want to do these in order of year. Like, we'll start with least recent and go to most recent. Okay. So, we'll be able to see how the quality of evidence changes. Okay. <laughs> I got to do the paper sound. Okay. So, the year is 1995. The season is fall and the month of September. I said the month of spring (laughs) spring. (laughs) For the date It says (laughs) 8.30pm Okay (laughs) This is epic This is a real great source (laughs) So Oh I know why I picked this I remember why I picked this one now Because we used to live in this area Oh wait this is not the right one Wait is it? Whoa all the class B's The class B's are all super recent Really? It's crazy, yeah. This one's from May 3rd, 2001. I mean, I guess all you so need is someone really.
1: being like, I saw Bigfoot, I swear. <laughs> this isn't in like, Class B, so there's probably a lot of those.
0: <laughs> this isn't actually that recent. <laughs> this is from uh, about 21 years ago. <laughs>
1: oh, okay, yeah.
0: But, yeah, it's in Cleveland County. Okay, which, so that's,
1: that's Norman, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, so.
0: we're pr- It's pretty much right on top of us. Oh, okay. Location details, uh, it's a little river preserve and very wooded on one side of the river. The nearest town? Norman, Oklahoma. The nearest road is Franklin Road. So, for those of you that are from Norman, I'm sure you've been there. I'm sure you've seen this place. Just know there's some Class B evidence. There.
1: <laughs> you get attacked by Bigfoot if you go there.
0: All right. Here's the observed information. I went fishing with a friend at Lake Thunderbird about six years ago. This oh. is sentence one. There's already some scrutiny here. So this was reported on 2001. Wait,
1: wait. Okay. So he said six years ago.
0: Yeah. So is this 1995?
1: Yeah. Wait. What?
0: What? Submitted by witness on May third, two thousand one. So yes, this is not. This takes place in nineteen ninety five, okay. not two thousand and one. Okay. So.
1: Yeah. So it's even older.
0: Okay. A lot. Lot more doubt being cast yeah. on this one. But this is Class B. This is the first Class B. Okay. It's r- roughly you know over a quarter of a century old at this point. Yeah. So, it's okay. Mm-hmm. We'll keep going. We started fishing in the afternoon. As the day went on, we stayed. This is, like, written and run-on sentences. Hold on. We started fishing in the afternoon. Can you
1: get better grammar for your Bigfoot sightings Yeah, that come on?
0: I just printed the report from the official <laughs> source. Some random dude. <laughs> Trust me, he said he was a real Bigfoot researcher. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I'm just going to make grammar corrections on the fly so okay. it's it makes sense. We started fishing in the afternoon, and as the day went on, we stayed till it got to the evening.
1: This guy ain't exactly marked Twain. <laughs> <lane. laughs>
0: As we were fishing later in the evening, me and my friends started hearing strange noises from the other side of Little River, which runs into the lake. It sounded like a very large man breathing and it was getting closer to us. Then me and my friends started to notice the animals around us were going the other way from the noise. It made me think there is something out there, and it's coming this way. I started to get very nervous because we could hear branches breaking and it was getting closer to the other side of the river. I became real nervous when my friend said, look at all the birds flying the opposite way and in a hurry. Then we heard a loud splash in the water and we figured it was time to go. That something was very upset with our presence in the area. I told all my friends about it and they thought it was crazy and to this day I've never been back to the area to fish. I've grown up in the south side of OKC all my life. Towards the lake, and have never ever heard anything like that before. We'll never forget the sound it made, and all the animals running away.
1: Okay, so he heard a noise, and all the yeah. animals
0: ran away. So this case is really funny because they um, hard they give them evidence. subtitles. Like when I was looking at these, mm-hmm. you have to like it's it gives like a brief description of what's going on. Uh-huh. And this one is large, unseen creature intimidates fishermen. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow, that's this
1: is, this is some hard hitting evidence. I don't think the jury's very impressed. There was with a this scary one. noise, and the birds <laughs> flew away. <laughs> that's Bigfoot. I mean, there's only there's only one thing it could be. It's Bigfoot.
0: Yeah, here's one. Uh, something else they noticed: the branches uh, above their head were breaking. Okay. And there was nothing he could, he'd ever seen before that could do that. So this is someone who, to be fair, this is a fisherman. Okay. They probably have some. Knowledge of, brand, of the area. Yeah. Like, if they're out on the sea. I don't know if they're standing or if they're in a kayak. It doesn't say. There's another mm-hmm. story where someone's in a kayak coming mm-hmm. up, but I don't know. Um, There weren't any other witnesses, just him and his pal. Um, the, the, uh, this is baffling that I, this. I'm,
1: I'm going to say the fact that this is this is your first opening uh, evidence for Bigfoot. We got to build up to the big well. stuff. It, it we we got to build well. up to the big stuff. I don't think this case is going to go in your favor. <laughs> There's a
0: section that says other stories. And the other story that it provides is a lot of people say they hear noise outside at night in that area. <laughs> that's insane. Are you kidding? <laughs> Holy
1: crap. They, they hear noise?
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's outside and at night. Isn't oh my that wild? God, that's insane. I know. It's truly <laughs> A Markiplier moment. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the environment, like it said, it's a river and a no deer, known deer hunting area, which I, something I know of Sasquatch is they actually um, do hunt deer to an extent. <laughs>
1: is, that, is that part of, the, that part that is, of the, the backstory? That is part of a little bit of the thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Because they're primate. They they use tools. They craft yeah, spears. Like they're and, they're and
1: clearly like a, a big ape axes. man. Axes. They throw arrowheads. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, uh, this, I didn't include this in my... Like, Research so here.
1: Sasquatches can use tools? That's part of the, the lore behind them?
0: The theory that um, BFRO put forward mm-hmm. was they mentioned how they bury their dead, and a uh-huh. theory was when they saw Native Americans doing that back in the day. Uh-huh. They were like, hey, we should do that too. So I could see them conceivably being like, hey, we should probably build an axe so we can go so chop like, you down can walk in the woods and build a house. Like, shot by
1: with a bow and arrow by a Sasquatch, that's it's, a possibility. It's
0: not impossible. It's okay. pretty likely, actually, I would say. <laughs> so It's more likely than not. So don't go in the woods. It's really dangerous. Don't go in the woods. <laughs> the Am I getting hit by an arrow? They'll <laughs> shoot you with a bow and arrow. It's true. It's facts. <laughs> really right. scary. Um, So the they have reporters. Like, these are done by independent journalists from BFRO. This okay. person, it looks like, didn't provide their name information. I don't want to
1: stay anonymous on this one.
0: <laughs> There's someone later who I don't know if he provided his name, but he did provide a selfie. Oh okay. and, so um, that's,
1: that's really good. Look
0: at that. Yeah. So what he said, um the witness had powerful flashlights with them. The witnesses were directly across the river from the commotion. An area accessible by means of Franklin Road. So maybe that's they have saying high powered flashlights. Yeah they have and great they flashlights. Did see Bigfoot. <laughs> he was hiding. He was he's really stealthy. But something interesting is it does Add this detail, which is saying the area can be easily accessed from Franklin mm-hmm. Road, which means um they're Could sort of giving a it, they're giving it that, yeah, you know, which I appreciate okay
1: at least at least there's a little bit of uh credibility here,
0: Damn. this one's crazy, actually. Mm-hmm. the sounds of breaking branches and grunting noises were first noted at a distance of about two hundred yards okay that's pretty insane. So y-
1: is it saying it was pretty loud grunting going it was on right here? Loud
0: grunting, loud mm-hmm. branch breaking. They were getting scared. Okay, yeah. And honestly, I would too. Yeah, I mean,
1: I would be pretty scared if I heard that noise, but my first thought would be, oh, it's definitely Bigfoot. I
0: think that's where I would go. <laughs> is, oh my God, he's a bigfoot. Real. I he has a bow and arrow. I have to run away. I'm about to get sniped. Um, whatever was making the noise approached. Sorry, flipping the page. About 50 feet. Witnesses believed it was attempting to intimidate them. One of the witnesses stands about six foot four. The branches seen and heard being broken were above a height that could be reached by him. Okay. So likely eight to nine feet tall. Okay. Uh, The breathing sounds were heard. I didn't see it. Ooh. The breathing sounds heard were described as like a grunting, but very loud. (laughs) That's some big evidence. (laughs) And then he's an avid fisherman, a state employee, and he's married, and he's 33 at the time. Mm-hmm. Now he's getting up there. I hope he's doing well. Yeah. Oh, hope Bigfoot didn't get him. Yeah,
1: I hope, he, I hope he didn't finish the kill.
0: Yeah, that would be rough. But yeah, that's our first class B report.
1: Okay. Um, I hope the evidence that comes later is a little stronger. <laughs> You're not convinced? Case, yeah, I'm not convinced quite yet that Bigfoot's real. You have to bring the receipts if you want to convince me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> i All just going right. to press every single button on there.
0: <laughs> I keep forgetting what they do. So you're saying that guy is a bit of a goofball. <laughs> <laughs> it's so long. It just keeps going. Why is this so long? It's good, but I can't imagine it. Like- <laughs>
1: Okay, okay. Have to, you have to press it. Uh. Yeah, I'd lean more towards that. He heard a loud noise at the lake at night, got scared, and then <laughs> was like, it was Bigfoot. To
0: be fair, it was quite scary.
1: Yeah, was, I mean, they gave the 200 yards thing, but like at night, I feel like he, he may have been able to tell the distance, but no, it might have been closer. You're
0: wrong. It was real. <laughs> <laughs> so shut up. All right, what's shut, the
1: shut your mouth. <laughs> uh, the year is
0: 2021. Season is fall. Month is October. Date is 30. Date is 30? Date is 30. Date is 30 it okay. Says. <laughs> so the last one was 8.30. Now we just got 30. 30. <laughs> no time. No. Th- I don't know. Okay. It's an Oklahoma game, BFRO. again. BFRO. And the county this time is Pushmataha County. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but yeah. that's the county. Uh, location details. It's about three-quarters mile east of intersection of Highway 144 and Nokia Loop Road. And he provided coordinates. Oh, so, okay. This one's crazy. We could actually, like, yeah, geolocate it and check it We, we go could just drive
1: out. right over there.
0: Well, for all you listeners who are thinking maybe you want to go get some evidence for yourself, I'll tell you the coordinates. It is 34.5057208 and then negative 95.1215628. The nearest town is Nashoba, by the way, or Nashoba, or Nashoba, I don't know. Oklahoma. If you live
1: near there, go check it out. If you see any Bigfoots, uh, DM it to me.
0: <laughs> DM it to on Instagram. He's got a great account, 115 followers now. <laughs>
1: Something like that. Who knows? Yeah,
0: we're getting up there. But yeah, nearest road, 144, as they said. So, here's the observed information. Driving down the road headed towards Hanobium, I topped a hill. I was on a long downhill, then a long uphill into a left-hand turn. As I came over the hill, in the distance, at the top of the next hill, something (laughs) reddish-brown crossed the road. He just kept saying hill. I thought it was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Something reddish-brown crossed the road. It didn't appear to go straight across, more at a diagonal, from right to left, with right being the farthest point, left being the closest. When I first picked it up in my sight because of the coloration, my brain said, Dog. By the time it was out of sight, I realized it was on two feet happened in a few seconds, it went across the highway very fast. I was late to my destination, so I just slowed down in the area to look. Once I got to where I was going and unloaded my gear, I went back and spent about an hour walking up and down both sides of the highway to see if there were any tracks to indicate what I had seen. While doing this, a person stopped to see if I was having trouble and needed assistance. When I told him what I was doing, his response was, yeah, you get a lot of that here. <laughs> I actually have chills. I feel... I'm. <laughs> that one's crazy.
1: This is the Bigfoot infested area. Damn. So, okay, so we saw some creature walking on two reddish legs. Reddish brown, two reddish legs. Brown. Okay, two legs walking across the hills. In, in the distance, how how far away were the hills again? Did he, did he specify?
0: I don't believe he did. Let me check. In the distance at the top of the next hill. Yeah, in the distance. That's okay. It. So I think this one's interesting because we can sort of figure out what else it could have been. Mm-hmm. Like in the other one, it's like it's the woods at night. Yeah. It could be literally anything. Yeah, yeah. The, the possibilities were it kind of there. It could be the longest there. monster. It could be Cthulhu. It could be a demon. It could be Bigfoot. It could be it could, another guy. It could be creature. a bear. Like, it could really be anything there. But with this story, what could it be? An escaped orangutan? Yes. <laughs> a chimp? Like, it could be escaped mm-hmm. monkeys.
1: It could be. I mean, yeah. It could... Or it could have just appeared from the distance to be on two legs. Here's what I think. In reality, think. it was not on two legs. Uh,
0: that could be the case. However, I think this is evidence and mm-hmm. i think it's great and i think bigfoot is proven real <laughs> yeah uh-huh. i think the work is done and we've done mm-hmm. it
1: we did it we proved bigfoot 100 there
0: yeah but the other stuff i mean he said he didn't notice anything else there weren't any other witnesses mm-hmm. in the other stories section show, it just says no footprints it's crazy in the other story section it just says yes wait what so, there's a section on here where they're like, are there other stories in the area or from mm-hmm. the person? Like, it's just other pertinent oh, yeah. it's, stories. It's
1: asking, it's asking for like relevant. Like, yeah, it's like, is there something yeah, It's like on this and one. And he's just like,
0: yeah, there is. And this one, it says, a lot of people heard they heard noise outside at night, <laughs> which is not a good piece of evidence. Yeah. I don't know why they even bothered writing <laughs> yeah, it. That's but really, it's better than yes. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, okay. <laughs> a lot of people. Maybe tell me. <laughs> it's oh. like, oh, yeah, pretty much. But
1: this is also Source, 10 a.m., me, bro.
0: clear skies. What? This is 10 a.m., clear skies. Okay. The thing is, because it's fall, I was going to say maybe, like, heat distortion, but Mm -hmm. it's October. It's fall. What heat?
1: I don't know. I mean, there's no footprints. No nothing. Eh.
0: They didn't mention it, but...
1: I mean, I feel like if this dude found an actual Bigfoot footprint, he would have taken, like, a bajillion pictures of it. That's the thing,
0: right? When I was reading more stuff on their website, Mm -hmm. they had an interesting thing where they were talking about how Bigfoot seem to be aware of their presence. They have some level of basic sentience, and they know how to cover their tracks. (laughs) So it's likely that he knew he'd be in danger if he left these tracks unattended. So he covered well, them they, up. Well,
1: they really covered all their bases with that one. Yeah, they're like, oh, he can hide his tracks.
0: Yeah, they can.
1: <laughs> He's super smart.
0: <laughs> but yeah. Um, anyway, here's the next follow-up investigation report by. Oh, it has the person's name. Follow-up investigation report by BFRO investigator Matthew Moneymaker.
1: <laughs> Moneymaker, bro. I
0: don't know if it's a username or if that's his real name. So that's his dollar, real name. Dollar, dollar bills. Matthew, I'm a big fan of your work. Mm-hmm.
1: He's the first person to Thanks put their name lot. to the the evidence there. Mm-hmm. That boosts the case a little bit.
0: Okay, so he says he spoke with mm-hmm. witness Daryl Trout by phone. He lives in Texas, but he visits Hanobia periodically because his friend owns cabins in the area. He was heading toward Hanobia from Neshoba, and from Neshoba was he had a glimpse lasting a few seconds.
1: Okay, so he saw a creature for yeah, a few seconds. he saw seconds the creature. That appeared... To walk on two legs.
0: Of an upright figure, the color of an Irish setter, crossing highway 144 quickly at 10:10 10, 10 a.m. yesterday morning. He was going from south to north across the highway. He was at a distance and could not estimate the height, but was certain it was on two legs and moving quickly. There were no other vehicles in that portion of 144 at the time.
1: Okay, so he saw something moving in front of him for like a couple seconds.
0: Yeah, I think so. <laughs>
1: okay. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. It could have been a reflection. There's a lot of things I feel like his eyes playing tricks on him. I feel like first uh, first assumption being, oh, Bigfoot's real. Bit of a stretch. Sorry. I think they proved you're it. You're going to need to do like, better with this next one. It is
0: interesting because it's like, did he call the police? Did he reach out to these people and go like, hey, yeah, I did have he, some did evidence. Did he call
1: the BFRO? <laughs> guys. have them on like speed dial? Guys, He's you're going to
0: want to see this. <laughs> I
1: found evidence. Yeah.
0: Um, he returned shortly after the incident to look for tracks, but there's not enough bare, soft ground on the shoulder of the highway to create any foot impressions. Okay. So. Uh,
1: I mean, it's definitely stronger than the first one.
0: Do you want to read the About section on Matthew Moneymaker?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, yes, I do, actually.
0: Okay, so Matthew Moneymaker is originally from Los Feliz District of Los Angeles, California. He's a, He has a Bachelor of Arts in English Literature from the University mm-hmm. of California at Los Angeles. They should have gotten
1: that guy to write the first story.
0: <laughs> at UCLA, yeah. Damn, all right. He's... Wait, what? He's the founder of the Bigfoot Field research <laughs> organization in okay. 1995. Okay. So this is the guy. This is Matthew this Moneymaker. Is the CEO the of Bigfoot.
1: <laughs> he's the head honcho for this operation.
0: Well, I can't believe he stumbled onto that. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. He's
1: the you should ask him for an interview for the next podcast. Maybe. Him to come on.
0: He's the writer and co-producer of the Discovery Channel documentary Sasquatch, Legend Meets Science, <laughs> <laughs> 2001. And he's a co-producer of the TV series Mysterious Encounters for the Outdoor Life Network, which is the OLN channel O-L-N channel 2002. Um, he's the producer of the 2003 International Bigfoot Symposium uh, DVD set. 2004. I don't know. <laughs> Something he made. Yeah, he made it up. <laughs> Co-host of Finding Bigfoot on Animal Planet Channel. Wow. Wait, you got a, sto-
1: a, a show on Animal Planet?
0: Yeah, did you ever watch Finding Bigfoot? I did not. I did a little bit when I was younger. I don't recognize this guy at all. Okay, so
1: Matthew Moneymaker, like he—he's like a big name in the Bigfoot community. Yeah, he's the current
0: director of the Bfro too.
1: Okay, so like he—he's kind of check out that picture of him. Okay,
0: and describe it. Um,
1: Short hair, determined look on his face. (laughs) He has like a slight smirk—not really a smile—but he's kind of like, he's like giving that slight smirk, like Bigfoot, I'm gonna find you. That kind of smirk. And uh, other than that, he looks like a, g- sort of a generic middle-aged man.
0: Okay. He looks like a nice guy. Mm-hmm. He might be mean to me if I, like, told him I didn't believe in Bigfoot. Oh, yeah,
1: he'd, like, punch you, like, square in the jaw.
0: I don't think he'd punch me, but he'd be like, where's your qualifications? I went to UCLA, and I'd be like, okay.
1: <laughs> For English literature, that qualifies me for <laughs> Bigfoot research. <laughs> I think
0: it's probably best that we don't meet. This one's crazy.
1: Okay, Is this, is this, like, a... Is this going to be, like, your, your killer point right here? Like,
0: I think it might be. Like,
1: this is going to prove your case right here? I think it might. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So, this one is called, Woman recalls her nighttime face-to-face encounter at her window outside of Tulsa. This one's already got a crazy start to it. It's going to be wild, and I think you can tell. I saw okay. the electricity in the room sort of change when <laughs> I read it. But um, it's interesting. This was submitted by The Witness on Thursday, March fifteenth, 2012.
1: 2012. Okay, so also when yeah. the world is going to end.
0: Do you want to guess when this uh, event actually took place,
1: though? <laughs> the date, which by date they mean time.
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> the actual, um, the date in terms of like the way normal people talk.
1: Uh, was it was it when the world was supposed to be supposed to end? Like December. Just guess 12th? the year. Wait, guess was, guess was, the year. Was it
0: 2012? Yeah. The, so this was submitted. Oh, okay. In we're, we're submitted 2012. The story uh, happened. Oh, it's
1: gonna be like some long time ago it's gonna be like 1985 or something 1966
0: 1966 okay Okay. so it does cast a bit of a doubt on it she's recalling a story from what uh it looks like 44 plus 12 Mm -hmm. 56 years ago at the time yeah okay so interesting choice to make this class, this is class A evidence. That's class
1: A evidence. Class A. So oh, okay. a woman
0: remembering a story from 1966 is, <laughs> like is half a century ago. Like, That's top tier. That's the best one we got <laughs> That's yet.
1: Money is like this is it. This is good.
0: But yeah, you're 1966. The season is summer. The month is August. The state is Oklahoma. and The county is Tulsa. It's on the edge of town, near housing, uh, west of Cincinnati, near end of 46th Street North. I had two girlfriends spending the night. It was a hot summer evening and we were laying across the bed, instead of with our hands our, instead of with our heads by the headboard, with the window open to catch the breeze. We were talking and laughing as young girls do, looking out the window occasionally. Approximately midnight, we had settled down some, and were just quietly talking about what we had done that day. My mother and sister were sleeping in an adjacent bedroom and were trying and we were trying not to wake them. We heard something outside and the three of us raised up to see if we could determine what it was. First, it was just footsteps we heard. Then the bushes in front of the window moved, shook, and then a large, hair-covered face rose in the window. The head was huge, and my first thought was that it was an ape, but I realized it wasn't. My two friends rolled away from the window and began crying. I was so completely frozen with fear that I could not move. There was only a screen and a few inches separating me from this creature, and I live to this day with that face etched in my memory, the eyes especially, staring directly at me and the smell of something musky. I slowly was able to move and turned and began screaming hysterically. My mother ran to the room, turned the light on, and we ran out to the living room. We began describing the creature to her, and she called the police. They came to our house, searched the area, and never found a thing. The experience changed me forever. I tell all of my grandchildren this story, and one of my grandsons encouraged me to put put this on the web. So here it is, the description of Bigfoot that I have heard over the last few years fit the creature I saw face-to-face, and I will never forget it.
1: Okay, so what what exactly makes this Class A? Because I thought Class A was physical evidence, like a picture of it.
0: Yeah, she saw the Bigfoot.
1: <laughs> I thought I thought Class B was for eyewitness accounts. Yeah, maybe I didn't
0: explain it well. Class B is like...
1: Basically, is, is it just how much Matthew Moneymaker
0: believes in it? <laughs> kind of. I <laughs> That's think, the tier list. I think it is like that. Like, I think... Class A is physical evidence. Class B is sound evidence. Mm-hmm. Oh. And class C is like, f- like third-hand accounts, second-hand accounts. Okay. And because even though there's no physical evidence, mm-hmm. she saw the Bigfoot. So they're like, that's physical evidence.
1: Oh, okay. They're like, that, they're like, that's pretty good. So yeah,
0: that's Class A. She
1: saw it like half a century ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's real. <laughs> but yeah, what do you think? Believer. I've uh, actually heard this story before. You've heard it, really? Yeah.
1: Okay. So this is a popular story. I mean. This happened to me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw Bigfoot in your window. <laughs> <laughs> ah! I mean, i might have to say no. Sorry.
0: But she saw it.
1: Yeah, but she saw it. It was in the window. I mean, like, it could have been somebody, like, an actual person. I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm that's not, the thing. I'm not, I'm not really buying the whole. An
0: important detail would be to specify how high up this window is. Yeah. Because there are windows that go pretty high. Mm-hmm. I would say even some that could be seven to eight feet that mm-hmm. are just sort of slits. But like if they're close enough to like, I don't know. It could, I, I think it's a little scarier if it hunches down and is like yeah, like it's it's like if this it's tall down, like
1: nine foot like tall creature, but it's like bending down to look through your window. That's pretty scary. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like the stories would have been like an important detail here. His second story maybe it would have been a little more credible. First story that would be you could
0: crazy just, if it's second story. It's like a big monster literally looking through. fourteen feet like hello, are you are you young girls in there? <laughs> I'm Bigfoot. First story, it just could have been a
1: person wearing a mask or yeah, just a that's person. What I think in general. so too.
0: The height is an important detail mm-hmm. that was left out. But um, yeah. There were three witnesses, as it said. It was around midnight. Small light on the nightstand. Light in the yard about 40 feet away. Full moon. Environment. Oh, near hills, wooded areas, a creek bed, and ponds.
1: Seems that Bigfoot loves ponds, apparently. Yeah, they fish. Oh, they, oh! did they eat fish in addition to deer?
0: Yeah, with their, they hunt with, with the, their bow and arrow. <laughs> with their
1: bow and arrows, yeah.
0: <laughs> but um, here's the follow-up investigation by BFRO investigator Bill S. Okay. I spoke to the witness at length over the phone. The witness is a delightful lady who is very happy to visit about the encounter. That's nice. I like okay. that. It's a really nice detail a, to a include. a nice old lady. Yeah, that's, that's, I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was 10 years old at the time and in her late 50s now. She and two of her friends were laying on the bed late at night around 11 p.m. to midnight. The bed was right up close to the window. The house sits on a raised concrete foundation, and the bottom of the window is about six feet off the ground. They had the window open, but the screen was closed. Okay. Sorry, I have to flip the page. They were enjoying the breeze and looking to see if anyone else on the small street was awake. There were no streetlights in the neighborhood at the time. There were bushes in front of the window, but there was a good-sized space between the window and the bushes. They all heard the bushes rustling and did not think much of it, but were curious to see what was making the noise. As they turned to look, the witness was face to face with the animal. She estimates she was between 6 to 12 inches between them. She remembers it vividly. The animal had brownish hair. The hair was longer on the shoulders and shorter on the face. She does not distinctly remember a neck as it was covered with hair. The hair was matted. The animal did not open its mouth. It had a slight brow ridge, but it was not overly excessive. What is burned in her mind were the eyes. They were darker in color, and they had a little white around them. The white part was very bloodshot. Oh, my God. The witness stated that as as a 10-year-old, she felt scared of the eyes. But as she thought about the encounter over the years, she now feels that it was studying us, observing us, and that it was not threatening. The top of the head was about three inches below the bottom section of the window. <gasps> wait, 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 wait. The top of the head was about three inches below the bottom section of the window, which would place it somewhere between six six to over 7 feet tall. She estimates that while it seemed like an eternity, the duration of time... Where she was staring at the animals between ten to fifteen seconds before she turned and screamed. After her mom came in the room, she remembered smelling an almost skunk like smell, a musky smell, but the smell was not overly powering. It uh, overpowering. It was mild in strength.
1: Okay, so she was they were on the, we got hide.
0: second story, correct? Um, the top of the head was about three inches below the bottom section of the window, which placed somewhere between I think it's first floor.
1: First floor, okay.
0: And it w- would be about six, six, six seven.
1: Okay. Mm. I mean, like, did they get like an exact measurement when Bigfoot was there of how like yeah they far, measured of how far below he was from the
0: window? I the mean, thing is, I think he. I feel like it's more likely face. a person in mask. The fact that it said three inches below the window mm-hmm. is interesting because it means there's space on top of his head. Okay. So my theory, based on the eight to nine feet, potentially fourteen foot measurement mm-hmm. we heard earlier, I think this one was an adolescent.
1: An adolescent. Okay. This yeah, is, is likely an this adolescent is baby Bigfoot. Foot?
0: This one is still, in its infancy, it's still learning. That's why he hunt. walked towards the house, because he didn't
1: know any better. He thought it was his house. <laughs> he thought it was his house. He's <laughs> like, hey, that's how my house looks.
0: <laughs> I'm moving in. Yeah.
1: Like an adult Bigfoot wouldn't make that type, type of rookie mistake. It's a
0: very much a rookie mistake. <laughs> okay, I absolutely okay. agree. But um, we do have a bit more. The police were called, and the next day they came and did a thorough investigation. Did
1: they find any, like, footprints?
0: They shot him. (laughs) They shot him. Yeah, they they have the body. No evidence was found, but that is not surprising. It was late summer in Oklahoma and had not rained in a long time, making impressions virtually impossible. So yeah, okay. I I feel that. I know when I'm trying to make impressions when it hasn't rained, it's rough. (laughs) The drought is really hard. But yeah, uh, the encounter has had a life changing effect on her. She knows what she saw was a Sasquatch and has no doubts about that. She also stated that she never opens her windows at night anymore. The house, at that time, sat on the edge of some woods. The woods were hilly and had several creeks in them. I asked if she heard any sounds, such as dogs barking. She replied that she remembers that her neighbors did not have dogs, so that was not unusual. She tells the story to her children and grandchildren, and they were the ones who encouraged her to submit the report. She spoke to one of the other witnesses, her friend, a few years ago, but did not bring up the subject. She will try to contact them, and if possible, I will interview her also. She emphasized several times the eyes of the animal. At the very end of the conversation, she was trying to describe them further, and she said that they reminded her of the eyes uh, on one of the Bigfoot shows. After some discussion, we concluded that it is the eyes on the book, Sasquatch Legend Meat Science.
1: So did he just plug his own book in this Bigfoot sighting?
0: I don't think so. This isn't his book. This is Bill S.
1: Oh, okay. That's a different guy. I thought that, I thought uh, Legend Meets Science was uh, Matthew Moneymaker. That's
0: Moneymaker's book, but this is Bill S. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So he plugged- uh, But he worked Matthew. for BFRO, right? He doesn't work for them. He's an independent reporter. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, Bill is a business owner who has attended OK 2011. A- I guess these are expeditions. So it's mm-hmm. just a list of expeditions. But yeah, there he is. If you would like to look no, at it.
1: that's our gentleman. Yeah, I love the car pics in here. Yeah, Bill it is, is funny
0: that that's the picture he decided on. <laughs> yeah, for like his bigfoot. His
1: I mean, he's always on the move to catch bigfoot. So <laughs> yeah, I, like, you know, sense. yeah, he had to show that he was in the field. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it looks like there's woods in the background. So you know, Bill be always working. That's a good point.
0: He probably is actively on a hunt. And was like, I gotta put this article out fast. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's asking for a profile picture. All right, there you I'll, go. I'll do this one. I do. I re- I have a lot of respect for that. Yeah,
1: I, I, I respect I respect the grind on here.
0: That's probably when you go do it.
1: I think there was a show once that was like kill, called "Killing Bigfoot" or something.
0: I'm Did like they the kill discovery. Bigfoot? <laughs> yeah, I
1: don't think they ever killed Bigfoot, but it was a show, a Bigfoot hunting show themed around the idea of killing Bigfoot.
0: Do you think if there was a Bigfoot killed, would it make national news, or is Bigfoot not interesting enough to most people that it's like? Uh,
1: I feel like it would it would definitely be headlines for like a day or two. Yeah, like you know when uh the. Uh, the Department of Defense, like, announced that they had, like, seen, like, UFOs seen Bigfoot, before. Yeah. The, oh, they, said, UFOs. they said that they saw UFOs, like, actual unidentified flying objects that didn't seem to make sense. And it was, like, on the news for, like, two days, and then people forgot about it. I feel like that would be the same for Sasquatch if they okay. announced he was real. They'd be like, eh.
0: I think it's funny, the idea that them announcing he's real and not just breaking the story. Yeah. Like, it's, like, something they've known for a while. But they'd be like, <laughs> we can, we're can we ready to break it to the public.
1: Sasquatch has been declassified. <laughs>
0: That'd be awesome. Family finds tracks and has close visual encounter. The year is 2003. The season is winter. The month is January. The state is Oklahoma, and the county, once again, Cleveland County.
1: Oh, dang. So this is nearby again.
0: Yeah. Uh, Here it is. My family resides close to Norman. And from 1976 to the present, there have been numerous incidents revolving around Bigfoot, including two sightings in 1976 and one in January 2003.
1: Wait, so this family had two sightings?
0: It looks like um, they're just including. They've had oh, many, okay. but they're, saying they're highlighting two. Oh, okay. But they found footprints in both mud and snow. Several incidents where vocalization was heard and numerous other accounts of stones being thrown, foul odor being smelled, fruit being taken off trees, etc. Back in 1976, Bigfoot researcher Bob Stamps and his partner took several plaster casts of footprints and interviewed family members who had heard and seen the creature. The most recent sighting happened in January of this year. My 61-year-old brother-in-law was chopping wood and breaking kindling approximately 40 feet from his house near the edge of the woods. It was early January of this year. I, I just looped back around. What the hell am I doing? It was early evening, and he was just about to finish when he happened to look up and caught the sight of the creature out of the corner of his eye. At that point, the creature was approximately 15 to 18 feet away from him standing in enough of a clearing so that he could see him from the waist up. Due to thick underbrush, he could not see any further down. He estimated the creature to be seven to eight feet tall with a slight hunch. He froze for a minute, and then dropped the wood that was in his hands and ran out inside of the house. By the time he entered the house, he was visibly shaken, and according to my sister, he was as white as a ghost. The hair on his arms was standing at the end, caused by a physical reaction of goosebumps due to the state he was in. He was having difficulty breathing and therefore was having a hard time speaking. All he could say was, Bigfoot. My sister and niece (laughs) thought he was having a heart attack and were fearing for his life. When he was finally able to calm down, all he could get out was, Bigfoot. I just saw Bigfoot. (laughs) Since my brother-in-law was snapping kindling over his knee, we have come to the conclusion that it was this noise that drew the creature to him.
1: Okay. How um, do you feel? uh, Scared? not particularly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what?
0: That's crazy. He saw Bigfoot. Okay,
1: so I I I didn't quite catch this part, but but but, the, but at the beginning, did they say this one family has had multiple yeah. Bigfoot sightings? So they, they're just they're just haunted by Bigfoot they've this fought one. Quite a few <laughs> Bigfoot <in their> life. <laughs> Okay, um All right, so this is this isn't their first rodeo with Bigfoot.
0: This is not. No, okay. they are experienced fighters. <laughs>
1: all, all right. Uh, I don't know. That seems a little, we've, a little had like nine, we've had like nine Bigfoot encounters, you know?
0: Yeah. No pictures ever. But yeah, no pictures or anything. This is it 2003, just, so I guess it's not common that they would carry cameras on them at the time.
1: Yeah, okay. I guess they wouldn't have like iPhones and this And the thing is, but, they,
0: but I also didn't find any evidence... Uh, of a family similar to this that was more, maybe this is them. Let me look at this other class a real quick. I'm gonna look over it and see.
1: So, wait, so uh, you mentioned tracks earlier. Maybe I didn't catch it, but did they actually find tracks? Yeah, uh, they did. Did they? Yeah, take they any had some researchers
0: uh, do some ca- like some plaster molds. Okay.
1: Oh, yeah, okay, now I remember. So, that. Yeah, they
0: didn't provide yeah. the evidence here, but so they didn't take any pictures of it. They just did plaster molds. They might have pictures, they just didn't show me. They,
1: I mean, I feel like the BFRO would show if they had pictures. I think if they had physical evidence... The public
0: isn't ready. They'd be
1: plastering that everywhere. The public is not ready. Yeah.
0: It's too scary. It's going to make people cry. It's like we didn't take any pictures of it, but we did, like, uh, make some plaster. But, yeah. um, Anyway, here's the other stuff. There was a noticeable odor. The creature was approximately seven to eight feet tall. Its coat was reddish brown with areas of gray. There were no other witnesses. Uh, They have a lot of other... In the other stories section, once again, I have several stories to relate. Too many to write here, though. Okay. <laughs>
1: These are, they just need to cut the other story section. They've yeah. never been good.
0: Anyway, the timing conditions. Time, approximately 4 to 5 p.m. Lighting is dusk and the weather is clear. Uh, the p- environment the property is two and a half acres of mostly open land, except on the west and south side of the property line, which is densely wooded. There are several creeks and ravines, ponds, and small lakes in the area.
1: All right. All I know is that I need to stay away from creeks and ravines, because yeah. Bigfoot is always near he's hunting those. hunting fish, he's
0: hunting people, he's hunting this one family. <laughs> yeah,
1: this one family in particular. That's what I'm
0: worried about, <laughs> the fact that... I didn't find anything else from that family when I was mm-hmm. doing my research. Oh, yeah. It means Bigfoot so finally Bigfoot got, them. got them. So Bigfoot likely got them. Yeah.
1: You should look up mysterious disappearances and Related County. to Bigfoot. But <laughs> see, um, s- see if there's, like, a missing person report for that one guy. <gasps> I'll check it out.
0: But uh, here's the after action report. Okay. I spoke to the submitter of the report who found tracks on the property and also her brother-in-law who had the close encounter.
1: Uh, okay. So he, he hasn't even stolen by Bigfoot yet.
0: Yeah. This is still 2003, David. Oh, though.
1: so he, Bigfoot's had, like, a while likely, to, like work up the nerve to, like, go for the kill. They've likely all been butchered by Bigfoot <laughs> at
0: the hands of Sasquatch.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's too it was too late for them.
0: But, yeah, he found the wit- uh, both of their statements to be compelling, apparently. The submitter of the report uh, lives out of state now, but grew up at the location of the incidents. She returns to the area for visitation with her relatives. She told of several occurrences that the family believed related to Bigfoot. She found large, barefoot tracks out by the pond. Barefoot? I thought we were talking about a Bigfoot. I hope the professor gives you laugh.
1: Thanks, guys. Let's just play that for the rest of the podcast. Just have the laughs in the background. <laughs> Thank you,
0: guys. Thanks so much. You're great. I love them, <laughs> our audience. Uh, so the submitter's brother-in-law would occasionally find the gate of the chain link fence lifted up off its hinges and placed to the side family was at a loss as to what or exactly was going on and going to the trouble of lifting the gate off the hinges merely to place it just beside. The brother-in-law had an extraordinary encounter in January 2003. We'll get okay, yeah, breaking kindling. Uh, the witness told me he was all choked up. He said he looked in uh, a few seconds. Uh, the witness could not recall facial details per se, but he did say that to the best of his recollection, it had a unique face. The animal was covered in red, brownish hair instead of. That uh, sounds like a
1: really good roast. You have a unique face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know you should just leave. Somebody goes, Your face is really unique. It's like, All right, thanks for having me, guys. I'm going to head out. Thanks. I'm going to be insecure about that for the rest of my life. He doesn't speak with it for, with his neighbors for fear of ridicule. Shouldn't have he given just it just to reported the, the BFRO. Shouldn't have given it to the BFRO because <laughs> now the Goblin Hours ridiculed them. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, um, I mean, I think, I think the idea of a family being haunted by Bigfoot <laughs> is really funny. So it probably <laughs> did l- happen. <laughs> so it mean. probably happened. I'd love to All see right. a movie themed around that.
0: I did, so you're saying I convinced you. Yeah, I'm, convi- I'm
1: convinced after the, you found the, the haunted family evidence. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Course, nice. We've done it. We've convinced them. Okay, is that all the stories about Bigfoot you have? I mean,
0: I have a few more, but I think we're kind of at time. Oh, we're at time. Okay, but um, do you have an outro? No, I'll just <laughs> we'll do a cute little sign off. But um, I actually do have my own Bigfoot story. Oh, really? I think that'll okay. be a good way to end it. Okay. So, you know how like it's not uncommon for me to carry things with me. <laughs>
1: What, like, what do you mean by that? Like
0: generally, I'll carry my keys or my phone or my wallet. It's something yeah. I do. Yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm sure that's very unique. I creator, go to the yeah. mall and I put my wallet in my pocket. I got mm-hmm. my keys there, my phone. Yeah, normally I don't bring my wallet anywhere. So yeah, I just steal. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And so, I normally bring it with me everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was, maybe yesterday. Mm-hmm. I believe it was yesterday. I'll say. Yeah, let's go with yesterday. Maybe it was the day before. I don't know. It was either yesterday or the day before. Mm-hmm. I um, have all this cash and tips from my work. Uh-huh. So I was like, I'm going to go to Walmart. I'm going to get an, uh, a gift card, and I'm going to grab lunch. So I go in with the cash, take it out of my wallet, pay. I get the gift card, and I leave. Then I go to Taco Bell because I'm like, I'll get some lunch while I'm out. I have this cash. Might as well take the cash out of my wallet. I got about $4 left. I only left with, like, $35. So the gift card was about 20 Taco Bell cost me about 11 so I go in, I give them the cash. I don't go in. I'm in my car in the drive-through, and I put my wallet back down. And I eat in the parking lot of Lloyd uh, Noble, and then because I'm about to get on the bus. And so my wallet's there. I eat my food. I get out of the car. I go um, onto campus, and I realize walking around after I've gotten off the bus that I don't have my wallet.
1: Obviously, Bigfoot stole it. I so mean, that's the only that's the that's only explanation. The yeah. Immediately,
0: you think, oh, I just left it in the car. Mm-hmm. So I go back to the car. I sort of forgot about the wallet, honestly, and I just go inside my apartment mm-hmm. when I get home that night. And, you know, I hit the hay. And I'm, I don't immediately hit the hay. I, I realize my wallet's missing. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I forgot to get it out of the car. Whatever, I'll go get it tomorrow. It should be fine overnight. I go out to the car. Everything seems fine. The car seems fine. I go search for it while it's gone, while it's not in there, while it's not in my apartment, Ooh. while it's not in my pants. At this point, there's too many things lining up. It to be i just misplaced it or maybe it fell out of the car and someone stole it it's definitely big i think a bigfoot caught a whiff of that taco bell oh yeah and he said how am i gonna get Taco Bell? i don't need money i saw my <laughs> wallet like, broke and he said bottoms up so yeah today i had to go buy a new id i have to go get a driver's license after oh this. really
1: okay so right now you're a...
0: yeah so you're
1: basically saying you have no money so is so, this the point where you plug <laughs> your Patreon or whatever? Listeners, please donate to me. The
0: cool thing—I'm not going to have a credit card for the next ten days because I'm waiting for okay. a new one to come in. So it's pretty awesome. That sucks. Yeah, it does. It's called because of Bigfoot. Called <laughs> because of Bigfoot. But um, yeah, I think that's it. Do you have anything you want to plug?
1: Uh, no, I do not. Except of course the Goblin movie, which yeah. I star in. Uh, you should definitely go watch that Check Goblin theatrical cut on YouTube. Yep. Scroll past all the
0: (laughs) K-drama. All the (laughs) K-drama fan edits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that's it. Um, This has been the Goblin Hour. I'm your host, as always, signing off. Thank you for listening.
1: And I'm Ethan, and I'm signing off as well. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good.
0: You got the last word in. That's epic.